0: Our scripture reading. Turn first to Acts chapter seventeen. Read again about having our mind the affliction that the people of God in Thessalonica experienced. That they received the word in much affliction. That speak that. text speaks of, we read of what, was li- what it was like when Paul was there, and then keeping in mind that persecution ceased afterwards, we read just the first ten verses of Acts 17. <coughs> now when they had passed through Amphibolus and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas, And of the devout Greeks, a great multitude, and of the chief women, not a few. But the Jews, which believed not, moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company, and set all the city on an uproar, and assaulted the house of Jason, and sought to bring them out to the people." And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also, whom Jason had received. And these all do contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying that there's another king, one Jesus. And they troubled the people and the rulers of the city when they heard these things. And when they had taken security of Jason and of the other, they let them go. And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. And now we turn to First Thessalonians. read that chapter, which is 10 verses, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. There we read, Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Knowing, brethren beloved, your election of God. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance. As ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake, and ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the holy ghost so that ye were examples to all that believe in macedonia and achaia for from you sounded out the word of the lord not only in macedonia and achaia but also in every place your faith to god were is spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything for they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you and how ye turned to god from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. So far we read from the Holy Scriptures. And the text we consider is verses 6 through 8. And Take note of how it speaks of receiving the word and then also the sounding out of the word. Verse 6, And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction, with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that ye were examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place, your faith to God is spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything. Dearly beloved, in our Lord Jesus Christ, in this chapter, we read of how the apostle is giving thanks to God. He's speaking about the Thessalonians, and he's speaking about their work of faith, their labor of love and patience of hope, and so on. And he's thanking God. He says in verse 3, 2, rather, we give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, and then remembering your work of faith. And so on. He speaks of God's work within these Thessalonians, that they heard the gospel, and when many rejected it, they believed. The Lord had opened their hearts, they believed the word, they turned to God from idols to serve the living and the true God. The apostles are very glad about what they mention here. They're thankful to God as they see the work of God in this church. It's written to the church of the Thessalonians. And they are speaking of the work of God for which they are giving thanks. In this specific passage, we also see that the Thessalonians are referred to as an example. It says that they were an example to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. That's quite a statement. To hear somebody say that about you, to hear that a church say that, to, or rather to hear the word of the God to a church saying to that church, you are examples to all that believe not only in Macedonia, where Thessalonica was, but also in Achaia, which was nearby. They were examples. And it brings out in what sense they were examples. It says, in that they sounded out the word of the Lord, in that they received the word of the Lord in much affliction and from them sounded out that word. And that being the case, they were examples to others, to other believers, that we are to receive the word of God and with joy. He brings it out too. They they received it. They received it with joy. And out from them sounded out that word and others heard about their, their faith this was a church that had relatively recently heard the gospel. We read from Acts 17 how the gospel came, how God brought the apostles to Thessalonica, and how they went into the synagogue three Sabbath days and so on, and that there were some that were believed. Well, those those saints organized into a church, and that was not that long ago. And even though it was the case that this church was quite young, recently organized, already others were hearing about their faith. Even in other areas. Even in a time when the church was experiencing much affliction, others were hearing And that is mentioned in the word of God in 1 Thessalonians. The word of God was mentioned to, this was brought up to this specific church. And God was praised. Certainly brings out, with regard to the work of missions, the calling of all of us as members to be echoing out that word all of us being, ex- for all of God's people to be examples, to reso- that others see in us when they get to know us, that they see that we receive the word of God and we hold to it even in difficult times, even when we're mocked or ridiculed or either even with we're falsely accused, we don't deviate that we hold to what our Lord has taught us and that we want to glorify him and that we delight to talk to others about what God has taught us, that that characterize, that, is to characterize the church. The church is to be the body, is the body of believers, those who receive the word, and it is the calling of the believers to bear witness to others. Not only in our area. It may be that we have contact with somebody from a different area. Maybe somebody that's, that's traveling or somebody that we are have that we are familiar with in other are areas that we have opportunity to talk with. That we look for opportunities to witness to others. And to do so as those who are receiving the word ourselves. Well, we certainly can see how this. Passage serves well then also for preparatory. Because we're to come next Lord's Day. The congregation here is to come and gather for worship as those who are receiving the word. That it's the case that sometimes you have somebody that's attending. And week after week, they they may keep attending, but they're not really receiving the word. We're to come as those who are receiving it. And indeed, all of us have a sinful nature. So that every time we hear an exhortation, each one of us considers our own sins. And each one of us is to be considering our sins in this, in this week of self-examination. They we're to come, God's people are to come for worship as those who receive the word, as who receive it with joy and that it's evident they receive it with joy. And then secondly, to come as those who, who receive the word, who believe God's promise and who are purposing in their life Show their thankfulness to God, which includes doing what this word says that from us sounds out the word of the Lord, that we're looking for opportunities to do that. We want to do that, knowing it is our calling to confess Christ before men. We want to show our gratitude in all of our life to the honor and glory of the name of our God. So we consider this passage under the theme, the sounding out of the word. We consider first the reception, that we received that word. Secondly, the echoing. And then thirdly, the encouragement. The sounding out of the word. First, the reception. They received the word of the Lord. It says in verse, having received the word, in verse 6, they received it means they believed the word they believed the word that they heard which was evidence of the fact that they were elect that's brought up in the context we don't get into that tonight but in the context it says knowing brethren beloved your election of god for our gospel came not unto you in word only and so on and brings out ye received the word of the lord in much affliction and so he says that. That points to the fact that they were chosen of God. It's all of the grace of God that, that they believed. And that they showed they received the word of the God and that they became followers of the Lord. It says here, And ye became followers of us. They received the word and they Follow the Lord. Now that shows somebody's receiving it. That shows that it's not just that somebody intellectually understands it and can say, I acknowledge that that is the word of the Lord. That's what the Lord says. And that I'll confess that that's what God says. That's what he calls us to do. But that one shows in their life that they follow the Lord. That they're submitting to what God tells them. It says, Ye became followers of us and of the Lord. He makes, makes known that they were followers of them insofar as they were following the Lord. That it is, you're the word follower, there is a word from which we get our word mimic. And they, sometimes children use the word copy, that someone is copying someone. Well, we see what the Lord does. We see what he calls us to do. And we follow the Lord. We follow those who are following the Lord. When someone who is leading us in the word of God, when that person is following the Lord, we're following what the apostles have taught us who have told us the word of God. And they said, and God said to them, ye were followers of us and of the Lord. They weren't merely an external confession. They, They really showed it. And that's pointed out to them in this passage. One place where we have that word, That idea of being a follower, follower of God, is what's mentioned in the context is that we walk in love, which is also mentioned in the preparatory section that we just read, (coughs) purposing to show true love. Well, Ephesians 5 says... Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love. As Christ also hath loved us. And that's also what we're to be thinking about this week. Walking in love as Christ hath loved us. We love him who first loved us. So we examine ourselves. How am I showing love? To my spouse, if I'm married, to my children, how am I showing them love? How am I showing love to my brothers and sisters in the congregation as I meet them, as I interact with them? Children in the school, how are you showing love to your other classmates in the school? Not just the ones that you're the closest to, But how do you show love to the others that you're not as close to as your your closer friends? Do you show love to them? We are to be followers of God and walk in love. And one who's doing that shows they are receiving the word. They hear that and they don't just say, well, I know he calls us to love one another. That's what we're supposed to do. being a follower, a follower of God. That's what they were. That's what, by the grace of God, and they were not perfect, the Thessalonians, they were far from that. They only had a small beginning of their obedience. But by the grace of God, what is said here is true, that they were followers of the Lord. And followers specifically, in this sense, that... They received the word in much affliction, even in the affliction. When it says ye became followers enough us and of the Lord, then the next thing it says is having received the word in much affliction. And that's why we read that section too about what it was, what it was like in Thessalonica. And by night they, Paul and Silas, they leave. Well, the Thessalonian believers stayed there. And it says they received the word in much affliction. And Even when there was affliction, they didn't depart from what God said. We recognize ourselves that it's one thing to confess the truth in front of a group of people that believe the same thing. It's another thing to confess the truth when you're in a group of people and you think, I don't know if anybody here believes this. And if I confess this, you're anticipating what kind of opposition one's going to face. And one's inclined not to to speak, even in times when you feel like convicted that you should. The parable of the sower it speaks about those who, in times of persecution, they're offended. There are those who have no root in themselves, and so endure for a time, but afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately they're offended. That was in Mark 4, 16 and 17. And then in Luke 8, parallel passage says they have no root, and for a while they believe, and then in a time of temptation, they fall away in time of temptation. And then there were others where the word fell on good soil, which goes with the idea that their hearts have been opened. Well, these were examples in that they received the word even in much affliction, And they were then an example to others. And when it says they were receiving the... And a follower of the... the, He says of us and of the Lord, receiving the word in much affliction, then that serves to bring out... bring to our attention that Christ continued to obey and was obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And it's pointed out to us in the scriptures that we're to think of... Remember how he was contradicted, how people spoke against him, what they said about him. And he continued on in obedience to God. And how the apostles, such as the apostle Paul, continued on, even when people threw stones at him. People thought he was dead. Then he gets up, and he keeps going. He became followers of us and of the Lord in that you received the word in, in much affliction with joy, with joy of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who works in us that joy. Joyfully doing what God calls us to do. Thankful to be his servants. Thankful that we've been delivered from bondage. We were in bondage to sin. He set us free, he's liberated us. And we want to glorify him and those who have new hearts do delight to do what he says, but we still got that depraved nature. So we find we have the desires to do the opposite of what he says. And so we struggle. And we keep and we say we wouldn't stand a moment. And we need strength. We need God to grant us the grace that we need. And we're thankful for the work of the Spirit who makes us willing and ready to live unto our Lord. Will we see how this applies to self-examination. Whom are you following? Whether you're a young person or a young adult, whom are you following? What's evident in your life? If others were to see your life, what would others who would others say that you're following? Paul, it's somebody else that's saying to these Thessalonians that you're followers of us and of the Lord. What would others say about you and about me? Who are we following? Who are we imitating? Who are we mimicking? All of us are called to examine ourselves. On the one hand, we who are God's people do love God and we do want to serve him. We do see we have a sinful nature that we must fight young and old. And we're to come as those who are receiving the word, even when there's opposition, who are receiving the word with joy. And that's important too, that we're receiving it and it's evident so that others would say that about you and me. That he or she receives the word with joy and you can see it in his or her life. That we receive it. We're attentive like we had this morning. And with joy we receive it. And it shows itself in the fact that we delight like to talk about it. And as was mentioned, when we're supposed to in self-examine consider our sins, we're to consider the many ways and times we have not done what God has told us to do, or have done what we were told not to do and the fact that we still have an evil nature. And we're to come as those that have thought about that, have considered our sins and the curse we deserve. We're to come as those who believe God's faithful promise that all our sins are forgiven only for the sake of Christ's what Christ has done. And those who are Purposing to show our gratitude. Now, and we're looking at that and the fact that showing true love to others out of love for God and others we're to tell them the word of God. We're not to be like one who knows what the truth of the gospel is but when we're next to others and we have opportunity we don't say anything to them. For we show concern for other people when we look for oper- and take advantage of opportunities to talk to them. So that out, of, out from us echoes the word of God. And now we're looking at that, that echoing. Now, the echoing, that term is used because that's actually the idea of the word. The word from you sounded out the word of the Lord. Well, that word, the Greek word there, is a word from which we get our word echo. That we're to echo the word of God. There's also the word that it was spread abroad. It says not only that it, in verse 8, from you sounded out the word of the Lord, that is, it echoed from from you echoed the word of the Lord, but then it also says, in every place your faith to God word is spread abroad. And there the word is the idea that it is gone out. Your faith to God word is spread abroad. They didn't just keep it to themselves. Recently heard somebody say that. About us as churches, somebody that had come from outside and said, You, you people know this, this wonderful gospel, something to that effect that you know this, God has made this known to you, and that you keep it to yourself. Now, on the one hand, it isn't that we entirely keep it, and we do certainly witness to others, and I think she the person that said that would acknowledge that, that we do. But the person was struck thinking, why, aren't you, why don't you talk more about it? I'm so happy I came to understand this. Why don't you talk more to others about it? Well, we would all feel convicted about that, that we don't to the degree we ought. And how important that is in mission work, that people are doing that, and then they're directing to a missionary... For example, people that if they're not near one of our churches and they coming to get to know them, that they're working with them personally, not just quickly talking to a a missionary, but they themselves getting to know the person, working with the person, and if they happen to not be near one of our churches, also perhaps pointing out the person to a minister of the word that could go and and labor there for some time. That is our call. And the word echoed out in Macedonia and Achaia. Now Macedonia, Philippi, Berea, Thessalonica, that's in Macedonia. Corinth to the south. Macedonia in the north and Achaia in the south. Corinth was in Achaia. So the word is being spread into these these regions. And it says... uh, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. In verse 4, in seven, 8 rather, in verse 7 it says you're an example to those that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. Then in the next it says, from you sounded out the word of the Lord not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. There were places where we read of churches that, We don't read of the Apostles going there. You know, like, you look at some of the churches, the seven churches in Asia Minor. This, churches like Smyrna, Colossa, Laodicea, and Sardis, for example. There are places that at least we don't read of the Apostles, Paul, going there, and yet you hear that there was a church there. The word spread out and others heard the word. We read, for example, in Paul, when he labored in Ephesus for a while and labored there for some two years, it said, so that all which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. He labored someplace in Ephesus and the word was going out to other places. Thessalonica was in a key position from a certain point of view. It was near a well-known crossroad, east and west. And it was also near a harbor. There was a harbor there, so you would have ships that come in to the harbor. You had people traveling east and west. And... Having an opportunity perhaps for some of them talking to people that were going one way or another way or coming through the the, to the into the harbor, people hearing about the word and then going somewhere else. People were hearing about it. However, it was happening, people in in other areas were hearing about what the Lord had done, was doing in Thessalonica. And that's quite something. They heard about their faith. Notice specifically it speaks about their faith and how it showed itself too in that they turned to God from idols to serve the living and the true God. The content of what they heard was the word of the Lord. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord. They didn't change the word. They didn't decide that in the culture that we live in today that we need to change what Christ says so that it will fit in with the culture today and then teach something that's different from what the Lord said. They did not do that. From them went out, or echoed, the word of the Lord. In fact, that's the idea of an echo. If you speak someplace where there's an echo, and the children, you know this, that if you speak out and then you hear the echo, what you hear is not something different than what you said. You hear the same words you spoke echoing back. That's what was happening in Thessalonica. Out of them was echoing the word of the Lord. So others heard the word of the Lord that was echoed from them. They didn't deviate even when it was opposed. The word of the Lord echoed from them. And in a time that we live today where there is so much departure, both with regard to the doctrines, how rare it is to find churches that hold to the truth of salvation by grace alone, also rare to find those holding to the truth concerning our calling and what God would have us to do, what is forbidden and what we're called to do, And in times when many don't, many deviate. They say, well, you know, that's, the the people are today, that's not the way it is. And so they deviate, and they don't talk about it. They don't preach against the sins. So much divorce and remarriage and fornication, homosexual sins, so many different types of sexual sins today. And people don't speak against it as they are. We're to continue to teach what the Lord has taught us. And we're to show, and we want others to see, that our faith is toward God. Your, every place, your faith to, to Godward. And the original has that idea. Your faith, that is the faith that is toward God. This morning we heard that, that idea of that attentive, having the idea that we are, our mind is attentive toward that word. Our faith is God-word. And others see that. That it isn't just that we turn away from a sin, but we turn away from sin toward God. The people were aware of that. That they would hear, and from them they would hear about God. About God himself, about his perfections, about his works. They'd hear about Jesus, the complete Savior. That's what Jesus is, means the Savior, Jehovah's salvation. And then you bring out, that means he's a complete Savior. Do you know what that means? As you're witnessing to somebody, if you say something like that, do you know what that means? He's a complete Savior, and many people don't really teach that accurately. And what a comfort the truth is. That we declare God's word, and people see our faith is toward God, that we are echoing what he teaches. Talking about the man's need for forgiveness and deliverance from sin. And that there is forgiveness. And to bring, to go to people that confess that they've committed horrible sins in their life. Sometimes in your witnessing, you have people that talk to you that way, and they talk to you and they say, they come right out, they don't really hardly know you may even just met you, and they already are saying to you that, you know, I've, I've lived a very wicked life. And you talk to them about forgiveness. Turn to God. Confess your sins. If you've confessed your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Where to come to the Lord's Supper is those that believe that. Word of God echoed forth from them. That is the calling. And they were told that they were an example for believers. It specifically mentions that. So that ye were examples to all that believe, the believers. They were believers in other areas. They were examples for them. Our desire is that we would be that as we ought, that we'd make progress in that. Examples is in the plural. He's talking to the church, and he says, so that ye were examples. That's plural. So he's saying to the different believers in the church that you are as believers in the church, you're examples to others that believe. And we are to look for opportunities to bear witness to others, and that we want others to see our life, to see in our life our gratitude to God. Now, we look for opportunities to do that. It's not like in a forced or way that, or in a, certainly, certainly not in an artificial way, but as one who is genuinely showing concern for another person. And as in the course of our day-to-day activities, we have opportunity to, to talk to others, taking whatever the occasion may be and starting what wherever the discussion may be at that time and beginning there. Talking about one subject, and perhaps that will lead to another. We're to see that that is the calling of all of us, so that we don't look at mission work just from the viewpoint that we have radio, we have the Reform Witness Hour, we have some that are making podcasts, and we've had missionaries in the past, and today we have churches that are involved, we have domestic foreign mission committee, and we do as churches are involved in mission work in those ways, but it's important for each believer to see it as his or her calling also to be bearing witness to the truth. And when we read here in the form that says we're to come as those who are purposing to show true thankfulness to God in our whole life, certainly it includes that. none of us does as we ought but we're to come as those that are purposing we're striving we want to strive and come and say i i look to god for the grace that i may do that more i'm, I'm gonna when i have opportunities and i don't i feel guilty and looking to god for the grace courage humility learn what to say, and at times when you think, I I don't know, they may say something I don't know how to answer, and that very well may be, and that can happen to a minister of the word that thinks, okay, somebody's saying something, and, and I don't know exactly how to explain that verse. Well, then I can say, I really don't know that specific verse, I haven't dug into that, looked really closely at that, but I will, and then I'll get back to you and to be one that shows oneself as willing to learn, learn from others. And when you're witnessing to someone something that they say, maybe something that in God's providence, that person either asks you that question to get you to think about it, or perhaps tells you something and you're learning from them. And we're to show ourselves as those who are receptive to the Word, and showing it in our life. We're to come to the Lord's Supper as those purposing to show that love, that gratitude to God. Now, finally and briefly, we bring up, look at this passage from the viewpoint, now stepping back a little bit and seeing how this was a comforting word of encouragement to these persecuted saints for them to hear from Paul Silas and Timothy we give thanks always to God always for you all and then hearing about remembering about your work of faith and labor of love you know you think that they themselves as sinners would say I don't know you talk about my labor of love I don't know if I labor as I ought I know I don't patience of hope I'm not as patient as I ought I don't witness as I ought but God was saying to them "If this is happening the spirit is working within you and others do hear and from you is echoing, and notice that word too, from you sounded out the word. When it says, from you sounded out the word of the Lord, there's also the idea, instead of saying, you broadcasted the word, to say the word of the Lord sounded out from you, and whose word is that? That's the Lord. There's also the idea that the Lord is the one who's working in you. So that out from your mouth is coming the word of the Lord as a member of his body. Christ our Lord in heaven is speaking through you. And that's really true. Insofar as we're speaking the word of the Lord, it's the case. His word comes forth from us. That's an encouragement. And that is the case in this congregation. And I know that. And I love this congregation. The word of the Lord does come forth from you. It does. We're all in the congregation We're all sinners. We all feel convicted. But the word of God does come forth from you. And others see and hear. It's true of our young people. The people hear about our young people. There's plenty of times we're not the examples we should be. And there's plenty of times people have heard about that, too. Not only young people, but older ones, too, blatantly doing what they ought not do. But it's good not only to mention that, but we do need to hear that and the rebuke of that when we give opportunity for others to blaspheme. But also to see here, this was... These saints, this was encouraging to them. And it's good for us, too, to talk positively, too, about the work of God in the church of Jesus Christ, which also then is an encouragement when he speaks this words to, to them. And take note of that. That's interesting to take note of. He's speaking to them, saying, Speaking of their work of faith, their labor of love, and that they're, they're out from them is echoing that word, and that's also an encouragement to them, even more so. Do that. Just like parents talking to children, and when they do something good, and you're saying that you're that you did that. That was good that you did that, and you're encouraging them to do it more so may we receive the word, receive the encouragement, and also may we be encouraging others. Thanking God for his work in the Church of Jesus Christ here, in the Church of Jesus Christ elsewhere, the work that he performs in other nations Among people, there's many people of God that we do not know. May we be encouraging one another. May we be examples in these last days. And may we come, may the congregation here come next week, Lord willing, not only to hear the word, but also to partake of the Lord's Supper and glorify the name of our Savior. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, our God and our Father, we give thee thanks, O Lord, and praise thy holy name. We thank thee for the comfort we have in Christ Jesus. Lord, grant us grace to that out from us would echo forth that word to thy honor. We desire that, O Lord. We know that thy spirit doth work within us and in our children. May we in this week have opportunity to bear witness to others. And may we come, Lord willing, next week as those that have truly examined ourselves and who are thankful for our salvation and purposing to honor thy name. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.